February 3rd, 2019. The Patriots are beating the Rams 3 to nothing. Many people believe that this boring first half of play was just a crazy plan to make Maroon 5 look exciting. Did it work? We'll find out because this is halftime. Welcome to Halftime, the podcast that gives you the in-depth analyses of Super Bowl halftime shows that you never knew you needed. My name is Dan, and I am joined by my co-host, Sam. Sam, how are you doing today, my friend? Uh, I'm doing all right, other than the fact that I had to watch this halftime show again, which uh, really sucked. I mean, you'll get my feelings on it as we go along, but you know what? Other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Had a nice weekend, so I had a nice break away from this, but you know. It is what it is. Yeah, this is such a, a tedious job, you know, <laughs> to, to watch the 10-minute video, take notes, and then record probably. Well, when you and take to, notes the way Sam, I I enjoy notes. spending time with you. This is a highlight yeah, of my week. of course. I, 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 I enjoy talking with you, too. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hashtag cancel Sam Flowers. Get it trending. We only have one more episode left on the season, so yeah. might not get rebooted after this, Sam. We'll see. Uh <laughs> Dan, how are you doing today? I don't think I ever ask you that. You don't, but thank you for finally doing it. I mean, better late than never, I guess. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I just watched this maybe 10 minutes ago, so I am, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. It's fresh in my mind, uh, but other than that, I'm just ready to, to talk a little Maroon 5 because, uh, believe it or not, I am actually a arguable Maroon head. Um, is that a five head i think it's a five head yeah because, uh, but of, then that's also like, like that's what you call people with a really big forehead i think that's also what you call people who are a fan of the show the five which is on fox mm-hmm. and i think that's another singing competition so i think they're five heads so maybe it's a maroon head i guess maroon head yeah i, I like uh, maroon. I don't think I'd call myself a maroon. Or a marooner. I, I remember maroon. songs about Jane, that album being in my mom's car and us listening to it when I was a young buck. Uh, but overall, not, I don't think I'd call myself a maroon head. Well, here's so. the thing. Now, here's what I want to give credit to Maroon 5 about. And, and like you just said, when we were younger, they were popular with songs about Jane and, and things like that. But they're still relevant. They're still putting out music nowadays. And it's music that people listen to. So, yeah. I mean, this is definitely a band that I feel like flies under a lot of people's radars. And a lot of people don't realize how old the band is. Not necessarily in age, but just how long they've been around for. So, when, uh, when was their last album got released? Well, I don't know about album. Might have been when we were like freshmen or sophomores in college. Yeah, but it says they okay, have the I, new song. They had that single which they sing in this "Girls Like You," and I'm pretty sure that they've released maybe another song since then. Uh so I'm looking it up right now. It looks like their last album they released was uh, "Red Pill Blues," which came yeah. out in 2017. So they haven't released anything yet, which means other than the song you just talked about, that's the latest thing they've had since this halftime show come out. Because at the time, many people... Uh, uh, no, actually, that's incorrect. Wait, what? Because they had that song, Memories. Memories? When did that, that come that, out? Uh, 2019. Okay. So last year. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I don't really like that song, but yeah. The, the Let's point go ahead is, and listen to it. Yeah, many many we people digress. many people thought at the time that this halftime show was so bad that this would go down as the same path as the Black Eyed Peas went, where it's just like barely any recovery. Um, I personally, I again, since I'm not as big of a maroon head as you are, I don't know as much about um, if it really worked or not. But I mean, I guess they're still putting out music there and people are still listening to them. So I guess it wasn't fully career ending yet. No, so. not a, not in the slightest. I think that um, they'll probably be along, around as long as they want to be around. I don't think that anybody really cares. Um, to me, Maroon 5 doesn't really, Maroon 5 fans don't really strike me as the type of people who are like, oh terrible super bowl performance i'm never gonna listen to them again i like with the black eyed peas you're like oh my gosh (laughs) that was where even me as a peas head yeah yeah i was just like i think i'm done with that yeah this one is more of like 
see, here's the difference between the Black Eyed Peas and this one. Black Eyed Peas was like a plane crash. You can't look away. Like, it, granted, not a great analogy because we keep yeah. saying how entertaining it was. I know. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna take that one back real quick. But no, I Hansel Dan Berniston. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you went for my head. All right. That's I get what fair. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I just think that this one was just lackluster. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's it. It wasn't so. Bad. It was just. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of stats um, about how this is doing in terms of the YouTube performance uh, for the uh-huh. video that we have. So it has 16 million views uh, as of this to the time of this recording 16 million views how many likes do you think this video has likes how many likes i want you to guess the likes and dislikes okay well i know what it's got if i had to guess i know what it's gonna be but i'm gonna say that it probably has maybe twelve thousand likes in that arena okay it has 163,000 likes, but how okay, many dislikes well, do you think it has? Oh, more than that, for okay. sure. If you had to guess um, the amount of dislikes. Probably like 300,000. 960,000 dislikes. <laughs> and I am part of that dislike Ooh, group. Well, <laughs> I'm I contributing mean, to that number. We're going to get into this. Yeah. But I don't think that that's all Maroon 5's fault. And we'll get into that. We, we will 100% yes. get into that. Um, yes, we will. But that being said, um, well, thank you guys for, for tuning in to begin with. And thank you for staying with us for this long intro. Um, but without further ado, let's start talking about Maroon 5. Yeah. So Maroon 5 was chosen by the NFL because they, they, they wanted to originally go for like a Rihanna or even a Jay-Z but neither of them wanted to do it because they didn't like the way the NFL was like handling the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. So they decided, let's just go with somebody who's going to say yes, for sure. Let's go with Maroon five. And Adam Levine wanted to bring it back to a simpler time when the show was focused on the music. So, I mean, at this point in time, you can't just do simple about the music. You just can't. And I mean, yeah. If that's what they're going for, they absolutely knocked it out of the park. They 100%. There was focus on the music. Like, for example, if this show had happened during the dad rock era, it probably would have been one of, if not my favorite show out of the dad rock era. But the fact that it is, what? This, this show is in 2018? 2019. It, it is in 2019? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 2019. Um, the fact that it is in 2019 is just like, it, it doesn't bode well for it. It didn't age well in the yeah. one year. <laughs> but no, <laughs> it, it's definitely just a show that it just lacks everything that we've been building up between Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Madonna, like all of these big shows that just, I mean even to an extent Coldplay, right? You have these big theatrics that are going on and, and they just kind of toned it back. Like we were talking about how Justin Timberlake to an extent had toned it back last week. And this is even further back. So it, it just seems like the Super Bowl halftime shows are starting to regress, which is not good because yeah. we're, again, like you said, it, this is probably the end of an era, arguably. Maybe so. the end of a two-show era with uh, Justin Timberlake and Maroon Five. Or I mean, we could oh technically we gosh. could technically no put Justin Timberlake back into that Sam. No, no, no. I'm ju- I'm saying in terms of how the general public views it, like that's what I'm saying. Because again, Whatever. if we had the golden age and then Justin Timberlake's was below everything, so that's why. But I don't know. I don't know how the eras work at this point because we're would only you call a few it? years. Rusty removed. age, the rust age. Ah, uh, it's just like washed re- up people. The regression age? I don't know. I the got great it. regression. <laughs> That's good. That's really good right there. That's a keeper. 
that is a keeper um but yeah i don't know i don't know what we would call this age because we're sort of in it currently so we kind of just have to wait uh, for time to tell honestly this might have only been a two-show era not to not to I, go on to next year's but. yeah but i mean if this next upcoming one that'll be for this uh upcoming if super bowl one. if there is one let's hope there is one then yeah then we have to see how that goes like we just have to wait for time to tell how this era can be defined uh but anyways, as you were saying, I agree. This felt like this was about 15 years too late. I think, Yeah. I don't know if necessarily comparing it to how the ones during the Dad Rock era, because this was very Dad Rock era-esque, is fair, or comparing it to what has it's been building up to from years past. And I don't even know if really comparing it or just seeing it as an individual show really works. But I don't know. This whole entire thing just kind of felt so flat to me. And it just, there's not a lot that works in this show. So I I mean, like one of my overall notes is just a lack of showmanship. Yes. Not just from Maroon 5, from everybody. Yes. Kind of. Well, without further ado, I think uh, we've done enough talk about the background and our own opinions. Let's actually get right into it. Let's start out with Harder to Breathe. which is um, one of the Maroons' five songs that I like. I, I like this song a lot. I think it brings a cool energy and it's a cool vibe. But, I mean, right off the bat, middle-aged heartthrob Adam Levine <laughs> sounded terrible. He sounded awful in this song. I, I agree. As I know we're comparing this to the dad rock era, but this is definitely more of a mom rock band right there. There's a That's lot fair. of a lot of moms in the stadium, and he is a big middle-aged mom heartthrob, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not a teenage heartthrob. No, absolutely sure. not. There's there's no one that's like our age or above or um like lower than us. He's that, also not a teenager. Yeah, I know. He's also middle-aged. He's I, like He's got to be in his I guess it's like 40s, right? Surely he's got to be in his 40s. Yeah, at least or in in his 40s. But yeah, this is a very mom rock band. Uh and also my mom does like this band, so I my, mean, I'm pretty sure mine does too. So. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the mom, yes. The mom uh, rock era. I mean, does Justin Timberlake fall into the mom rock era? Does he? I don't think oh, that's so. that's a conversation for another time um look let's but, focus back on harder to breathe yeah this song just had no energy no like it sounded terrible didn't have any energy the only good thing that came out of it was the fire yes pyrotechnics i works. i did write down nice pyrotechnics um also we complimented justin for how he shouted out minneapolis uh, compared to Adam Levine shouting out Atlanta and how terrible his shout out was, was uh, it was quite disappointing to make Justin with- Timberlake look so much oh cooler. Oh my goodness. I mean, look, I know I ragged on him and I still feel like it's somewhat deserved, but if it's compared in terms of coolness, Justin Timberlake like definitely gets his reign. And That's his what I wanted to, you back. know what, Sam, <laughs> I didn't want to bring it back up that after last episode. I just wanted to bury the hatchet. But if we're talking about people who are trying to be cool, it's oh Adam Levine. I oh don't my get, goodness. Yeah. I, I like Adam Levine. But that is a tryhard. That guy is like the high school soccer player tryhard that all these girls like for whatever reason, but he's just not that great. Yeah. Uh, I think he's very talented, but he just has that like, I don't care vibe that just is not working for him because he obviously cares. And he needs to care. That's what I was going to say. I know you're talking like you think he's trying too hard. I think he almost thinks he's too cool to try hard. Exactly. Like, that's, I thought, what, that's what I meant. But you have to like try to do that. Yeah. Like how I was saying last time that Justin Timberlake was almost trying too hard to look cool. He wasn't trying hard enough to look cool. And he thought he was yeah. too cool to try hard enough when he really needed to try harder to look cool. 
there there's a happy medium somewhere yeah. in between that 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 pretty much all of the other people i've hit that they yeah. have not they are the two that i feel like are the just antithesis of trying too hard and not trying hard or trying and i feel like bruno trying mars too is hard right. to not try hard enough bruno mars is right in the middle of it uh, uh i don't know he's he's trying pretty hard to look tall sam right okay i don't know i'm just trying to think of others other male <laughs> I, hey, performers man, specifically in the past that's fair that's fair i mean Hey, we had the guy from uh, Coldplay. Okay, uh, Coldplay. No, he I would put definitely. Him, he's closer to the Adam Levine side than he is the uh, Justin Timberlake side. I think. Um, yeah. Oh man, uh, I guess Prince and Bruce Springsteen would probably be that middle ground. Yeah, they'd probably be the middle ground. Yeah, and I mean, we all know that Black Eyed Peas. They were they're like way <laughs> up above like Justin Timberlake. Even yeah, that's a whole nother stratosphere. That's, that's, right yeah, that's like you're going to a different planet. And I mean, yeah. literally, we saw what they were wearing. Yeah, but so back to I mean, Maroon this 5. song, not the greatest song to start out with, and. I just, uh, I couldn't get past the fact that this is the first Super Bowl halftime show that we've heard somebody sing in a very long time where they didn't sound good. Like, yes. I know I've said like, oh, they, it didn't sound like the album. This was bad. Like, I remember hearing this and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, he now, actually sounds bad. I know you just said, like, I do agree with how, what you're saying in terms of how they performed, but I do not agree that this wasn't a good song to start out with. I feel like with that opening guitar riff and like being able to get the energy up, I do think this was the right song choice, but they just performed it terribly. I, I 100% agree with you. That's yeah. That's more what I was saying was yeah. this is like the way that they actually performed. It was not a good representation. Like if you had to have them perform it like that at some point, I'd rather you do it toward the like middle yeah. of the show yeah, and have a song that they sounded good on as the first one. But if I there's don't a time to screw up or sound bad, it's definitely the middle of the show. You yeah. don't want a bad opening. You don't want a bad closer. You need those yeah. two to really work. So. Yeah. I mean, moving on to the next song. This love, we start to sound a little bit better here. Uh, this love is, again, one of my favorite. This is probably top three songs for me by Maroon Five. I love this song. Um, something that I noticed is that there was just like no movement. Like, I think I believe it's on this song. At one point, Adam Levine starts to move out toward like one of the arms of the M of the stage, and that's pretty much it. Like, this is textbook catering to the audience that is there and as if you've been a listener for a while you know how much that grinds my gears and so i just i wasn't a i wasn't a fan of the the show in general but this song was okay i'd give this a solid okay we're we're moving in the right direction from the first one I'm definitely with you in terms of uh, This Love probably being my favorite Maroon 5 song because, again, I think this was a song that me and my mom, we would always play in the car. So I actually think I know all the lyrics to this song uh, just because of hearing it so much when I was like six or seven years old constantly. Um, I've sang this karaoke a few times with my friend Anthony. Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, You know what? Knowing how you two are, I'm not surprised. That seems about right. Um. He did a bad Atlanta scream during the first song, but he does an even worse shout to the <laughs> audience by saying, can I play this guitar for you? It Dude, is that- the least rock star rock and roll thing to say. You don't ask the audience if you can play the guitar. You just do it and then try to start shredding. Like, what are you, you don't have to ask permission. It's your show. What, what are you doing, man? Just do it. Come on. Okay. Here's my question for you. His voice Which screeched is better? so much. Oh, which is better? The Adam Levine, can I play this guitar for you? Or Super Bowl selfie. 
So, oh my God, that is, that, honestly, that's a tough question. They're both pretty terrible. I only think I give Justin Timberlake Super Bowl selfie a slight edge because that did have a humorous moment of the cell phone kid right before it. This didn't have anything funny going on. So it was just like embarrassingly cringy. Whereas at the very <laughs> least, Super Bowl selfie, you're still kind of laughing about the kid. And then that laughter goes towards how stupid. Yeah, I laughed at Justin Timberlake when he said that. Exactly. So Adam I think. Levine, I was like, oh, my guy. Yeah. So I think I give the slight edge towards Super Bowl selfie being a little bit better, I guess. But like, it's still, it's, it's comparing two pieces of poop. It's like, which would you rather have? The one that's a little bit bigger or the one that's a little bit smaller? I'll go with the one that's a little smaller. That's fair. But I will say that I don't necessarily disagree. I don't necessarily agree with what you said about it in terms of like, oh, you shouldn't ask for their permission. I think that if it was executed properly, it would have worked because it's kind of like teasing the audience where it's like, oh yeah, you guys want me to play this guitar for you? Like, Oh, can I play this guitar for you? And then you just shred. Yeah, but Adam Levine doesn't have enough star power. Exactly. He doesn't have enough swagger. He doesn't ooze cool like Justin Timberlake. And so he just can't do things like that. I will say this. I thought his guitar solo was actually like, it was all right. I just think it was a little bit too short. Yeah, I I feel like. That would have been a time to extend the song out a little bit more. But it seems like it got cut off like maybe. 10 even 15 seconds a little too early it should have gone on just a bit longer and well, it that's because been... they needed to have as much time as they could for probably the best song of the entire performance oh sicko God. mode yeah. You 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 say whatever you need to about sicko mode because I have a lot about okay, this. Okay, I'm just basically going to give you guys the spark notes because we are about to go way into this. So if you don't understand what we're talking about, for sure go and watch this. And also keep in mind, right before this, there was a tease and people and fans were calling for them to play Sweet Victory, which is from uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, and basically... A lot of people wanted them to play it, but they there was a hint that they might, and there was this, uh, they will, they won't. I don't, not really 100% sure. I'm sure you'll well, go into it a little bit, yeah. Sam, but uh, I thought that the Sweet Victory tease was brutal. thought that that was just even worse than just not putting it in. And uh, Travis Scott, at one point, they had the camera on Travis Scott, and they were like, moving it really fast and it was almost making me dizzy and I don't get dizzy on a lot of things. It was just terrible camera work in my opinion. Kept getting bleeped and like to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with this recording and like I'd go back and I'm like, did it just lag? Like what's going on? And then I realized that they were bleeping it out. Uh, Adam Levine was so awkward when he was like standing next to him. I hated that and the last thing is a positive. The crowd surf was legit by Travis Scott. But with that overview out of the way, Sam, why don't we just get into it? So, yes. So there was an online petition for Maroon 5. It didn't even have to be the clip from SpongeBob. Maybe Maroon 5, they start or they end the show with Sweet Victory. Sweet Victory, uh, for all the SpongeBob heads out there like myself, we all know that is famously used in the Bubble Bowl uh, halftime show in the episode Band Geeks, which is probably the best episode in SpongeBob history. It's very well known to be that. And a lot of people wanted that to happen because the creator, Steven Hillenburg, died of ALS uh, earlier. I think it was maybe sometime in December or November, but he died. And he was somebody who really did shape the like our generation and he, pretty much cartoons and really inadvertently he shaped internet humor because there are just so many spongebob memes out there that everybody uses 
and it now like almost has so much more meaning and more layers behind the entire show itself. I know you're not a big SpongeBob head, Dan, but I'm just telling. Watch it growing up. Yeah, well, to all the other kids who did watch it growing up, they understand. But yeah, he really shaped and did a lot for our generation and for future generations as it was. So they won did a petition for them to honor him and play Sweet Victory during the halftime show. And what they did was they just had a little clip of Squidward saying, and now for a musical genius who needs no introduction which by the way, Travis Scott is still relatively new to the music scene. He is somebody who needs an introduction. All right. I know he's, he's a, he's, he's really good, but he does need an introduction. You got to be careful with who you say that around Sam. That is a hot take. Because he's new. He's been what, how long has he been around for within the decade? It's not like he's somebody who's been around for decades or for a very long time. Like he's somebody who's still relatively new. If you went to go to your parents, he would need, he would need to be an introduction. If I think needs, my parents know who Travis Scott is. I don't, well, I know for a fact. Also, I have a parents. brother and sister in high school. Okay. Well, so. regardless, I still think there's still a lot of people who aren't familiar with the rap genre who would definitely need to know who he is because he's still relatively new so regardless regardless that's not even the worst thing the thing is yeah they do exactly (laughs) what they said that you did they gave a little tease they played they played two horns to the opening to sweet victory and then they immediately go into one of the worst cutscenes that we've had of an asteroid falling down to earth and if you freeze the frame right at about the three minute and 31 second mark you can see that their animation didn't line up with where the camera was supposed to be so it could look like the asteroid exploded right onto the stage it's like completely off entirely so they did a horrible job with that and then again rap and maroon 5 that's two things right there that definitely do not mash at all that's why adam levine looked so awkward that's why everything just immediately seemed to be thrown off pace i'm gonna interrupt your rant here because that is actually false did you know that Adam Levine is in a rap song? He is? Wait, which rap song? I probably it's know called it is, but I can't. YOLO by oh. The Lonely Island. <laughs> and it features, I believe it's, is it ASAP Rocky? No, it's Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, that's right. Yeah. And so I just want to put that out there. You're right. You know what? That's, I forgot about that. But I'm saying, okay, may, whatever. I'm saying in general, when you think of Maroon 5, you definitely don't think of rappers. Oh, sorry. you're still correct. You're still 100% correct. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to put that out there. So it already with Travis Scott and Maroon 5, there's already a complete and total tone shift. It's almost like during the, uh, what's it called? The Janet Jackson thing, how you went from her pop music to, who was it? Nelly and uh, uh, (laughs) what's his name? Oh my God. P. Diddy. P. Diddy. You go to Nelly and P. Diddy, then you go to Kid Rock, and it's like a complete shift of everything, and it changes entirely. So it completely throws you off from that point of view right there. And again, the NFL, listen, I love rap, all right? It's not my favorite music genre, but I do like it. I appreciate it, and I understand why it's maybe the most popular genre right now, you think? Uh, there could be an argument made for it yeah yeah I mean Drake's number one like every single other week so I think the regardless uh B is number one right now on the charts there you go right there Cardi B um I don't think (laughs) I don't think the NFL should choose rappers solely because of the fact that their songs are going to be explicit and there's going to be muting going on much like with this Travis Scott version. And I would be more fine if they did change up the lyrics or if the rapper just didn't even like say the words and just pulled their microphone away or something. Because once you start getting muted, then it just throws everything off audibly. Because like you said, you think maybe the audio, there's some sort of audio issue, something might've cut out by accident. And you're immediately just like, wait, what, what, what were they just saying? And you're like put into confusion for a little bit of time. So it really just did not work out whatsoever. And then again, I don't think, I don't think Travis Scott did a very good job performing here. No. 
I want to shadow what you said here, and I want to agree with you and go on a mini ramp myself. There are multiple, when you hear something get bleeped, like it was with Travis Scott, there's a fine line between asking an artist to do what you're saying, or just pull, your, pull it away or whatever, and honoring their songs. And I feel like it's very tough to ask an artist to do that without them feeling like a sellout, which puts them in a, in a tough situation. Because like I said, you guys know that I am 100% a proponent of gearing Super Bowl halftime shows toward the people at home. And that just shows you that they're not because they get to hear the full song, even if it has bad words. So then you ask yourself, well, does that mean that Travis Scott doesn't care about the people who are watching at home? Does he only care about the people who spent thousands of dollars to not only be at the show, but be on the field during the halftime show? And so to me, I, I don't, I 100% agree with you with the NFL either has to make it completely obvious that, hey, if you're going to do it, this is how you need to do it. And you need to pull your mouth away. You need to have a clean version or something. Or they just need to stop having rappers there. Understand that it's emerging, but Big Boy didn't have that problem yeah, when so he we, went on later. We, we will get to that when we get to that. But. And so I know that Travis Scott is one of those artists that's very into his music and everything. And so I think that maybe it was more of a pride thing where he's like, I can't tell, nobody's going to tell me to not sing my song the way I wrote it. And so I'm just going to go out and do it, even if the NFL was like, hey, you can't say bad words. Because to me, there is no way that the NFL was like, hey, man, yeah, come out in the middle of our show and just start ripping cuss words. So I don't know. Honestly, though, at that point, I almost wish the NFL could just be like, no, let's just get a different artist creatively. This isn't going to work out for us. Like, they can just say that. I, would, I, I think that would work. Travis Scott is a huge name. Like, I, I know that we had a little disagreement about that in the beginning, but he's a pretty big name, especially now, now that McDonald's has that Travis Scott burger. Yeah. Like, all jokes aside, people go to McDonald's again just to get that burger. It's yeah. not, yeah. So, it, it's, he's a big deal. He's a big rapper. He was in Fortnite <laughs> this year, which, again, sounds super stupid and sounds like a joke. But the fact that now all these like nine-year-olds that play Fortnite know so much about Travis Scott and he like premiered a new song on Fortnite. Yeah. It's just crazy. He has his own Fortnite skin and everything. So it's just and he's I mean definitely a guy that actually a lot of memes have emerged around in a lot of internet comedy. And it's a shame that honestly they didn't do it this upcoming year because if he came up this upcoming year, I think that he would have had a bigger following and a bigger support even though World is a huge album yeah but i don't know yeah i don't know i mean so i'm just aimlessly ranting no but i mean i get what you're saying and it's like how you think he was it is placating towards the audience at the show because i even wrote down like the crowd is loving this but i mean it's just gotten to a point in the show where i don't think there's much more travis can do to get me on his side for this and really this is the section of the song that loses me for just about this entire halftime show this is a point of no return and adam levine as you said the second he comes out it just looks so awkward and so just stupid and it really placates more to my point of how it does not work whatsoever. You should not mash Maroon 5 with rap. It just does not work whatsoever. And I really, really hope that the NFL does not do anything like this ever again. And this could have possibly been the worst section of a song that we have seen so far. I would have to look back and see if there's anything that I'm I think I'm definitely going to disagree worse. with you on that just off the idea that I don't think that I know for a fact that there are worse songs out there. Like granted kid rock is worse than this, but it's entertaining. So this, it's, it, it, I, I, it's definitely was, in the top 
like five. This was certainly the worst thing within the most recent shows. And I'll even, Absolutely. Throw, in, I'll even throw in Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling. I'll throw that in, and I still think this is worse than I like that, that. so that's fine. I, yeah, but I, I like, I don't even think. I know I've, you hate it. I know I you hate w- Justin Timberlake. I don't know what you have <laughs> against Justin Timberlake. You act like this man did something bad. You act like he, like, ripped he, off somebody's shirt during a Super Bowl halftime show, Sam. Like, he, come he on, He was man. Sean Parker in The Social Network, and he made Mark Zuckerberg turn to the evil side. Uh, look, no, I have nothing against him. All I'm saying is that in terms of the most, like, the past five or six shows, even Coldplay, their stuff, I still think this whole sicko mode section that includes Band Geek's introduction from SpongeBob, I think it's maybe the worst thing that we've had recently. So that's what I Yeah, have I'd say. say that this and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are up there. Pretty close in recent memory. I can't, <laughs> wait, I can't wait until we have a best and worst section. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so moving on to Girls Like You. Spent 24 hours anymore, I was with you. We spent the weekend getting even, ooh. We spent the late nights making things right between us. But now it's all good, babe. Roll out backward, babe. This is the most recent song that they sing in this entire halftime show. And honestly, I think that this is my favorite song of the entire performance. Let's put a fat little asterisk next to that because just because you're the best of one of the worst doesn't mean that you're good. Yeah. But I think this one was enjoyable because it had the marching band, which was really cool. Which we, we, if you're a listener to the show, you know that we love ourselves choirs and marching bands so we have marching bands and then just a few moments later we get a choir which was really cool but i actually didn't like this choir that much because i thought that it was a bit too much while also not being enough at the same time so here's the thing this check marked off this check marked off. I want to do that again. This checked off all the boxes that for a section for which I would like. Drum line, marching band, check. Really cool cinematography with the spinning camera and how it just kept going around and you were able to see everything. Do you know why they did that? Why? Not to interrupt you, but that's what they do in the music video. Oh, I did not it's know that. It's that same thing. And like they have different people showing up singing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Honestly, I think that you would like it. So you should go and look that up. But also to the listeners, go ahead and and watch that if you don't know what I'm talking about and compare the two scenes. So cool cinematography, check. A chorus, check. But I didn't really like this section very much. And it's possible it could have been because the previous section like made me so annoyed just left the bad taste in your mouth it left such a bad taste like that's what i'm saying i think the whole spongebob sicko mode stuff it left such a bad taste in my mouth that it kind of ruins the rest of the show for me so much but again they definitely did better here than they did before and i mean he sounded all right i thought he was, this is definitely when he's like kind of trying to bring his vocals out a little bit more and sound yeah. better than he did in the other two shows. But I just, this just did not work for me. And I feel like it might've been because of the previous section putting me in such a down spiral. So maybe don't listen to what I'm saying necessarily about this, because again, it has everything I liked, but I just could not get into the song whatsoever. I also thought that it was weird that they were going with a little bit of a slower tempoed song right in the middle of the show. And I know this isn't the slow ballad that they're going to go with yet, but it just felt a little bit off. I thought like, I remember the very first time I watched this because I've been so used to, Oh, the slow ballad is either going to be the very end or the second to last song. So I thought, Oh, this show is going to be over like really quickly. I'm kind of surprised about this because they're going with a slower tempo song and then to find out that this is only halfway through, I think really placates into another reason why a lot of people thought it was boring because more people probably thought it was twice as long since the slower song played right in the middle of the entire show. So kind of a weird yeah. 
choice to put it in. I like this song because I like the song and I, I like the drum line. I liked, uh, I didn't really like the choir. And just to give a little bit of explanation to my point where I thought it was a bit much where like that one lady who was the soloist or whatever came up and she was just ripping it. And which, that was awesome. But I felt like it was inappropriate at the time. And it wasn't enough at the same time because I didn't really get the sense of a chorus. It was just, it felt more like just one backup person. And they may be saying like one, one or two lines as a chorus. So I don't know. I still liked it. I, I still liked it. Um, but I feel like I, I feel is what you're saying. I think it was really slow and I didn't like how they utilized the choir. I do at least like that the choir also like they had to have been from Atlanta because that's where the Super Bowl. There's was no way they weren't. They had to have been. So I do like that they got the local community choir, whatever, to at least come out. So that was a nice little thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was slow. It wasn't but the slow did. song either, right. too. That's and moving the thing. on to the slow song, She Will Be Loved. which is probably one of their more iconic older songs. Yeah. So uh, I thought Adam Levine sounded excellent. We finally hit that point where I don't know if he just didn't warm up or what was going on, but he sounded much better. The whole lantern idea was cool. And something I noticed that I talked about a little bit, but I feel like this really cemented it for me. There was that single podium surrounded by the crowd. That's something that we've seen in Justin Timberlake's, Lady Gaga's, and even to an extent Bruno Mars, even though there weren't people around it. It's this idea of putting just somebody on a podium by themselves, surrounded by the crowd. So by themselves, I mean without other artists. And they're singing a slow song. And so I, I thought it was cool. It was probably, arguably one of the more interesting songs because there was actual movement. There were things going on that you weren't just watching somebody stand there and sing. I agree. I think visually this was like the song that they wanted to be like their staple. Like they definitely put a lot into, we're going to use the lanterns. We're going to try to get into the crowd. I'm going to try to show off my vocals. This is definitely the one that without a doubt, they put the most effort into and I really do appreciate every single thing they're doing. I just wish this would have been at the end. This, this could have placated some of what we had saw earlier, and it could have made up a little bit because this could have been their ending song with the Lanterns. Do One Love, maybe a Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl 53. Uh, they could have made it into that logo, the L-I-I-I. -I -I. Yeah. Like, they could have done that. I... I just, I, that's the only problem that I have really with this mainly is that this is just placed at such a terrible spot right now, right in the middle of the show, because this should have been later on and it would have made all the more difference, the entire picture and the entire show overall. Um, did you by any chance notice when he was standing on the podium and then you kind of see to the right Love. the the really no 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 you see to the right the really old man with his wife like i didn't no oh i was just looking at some of the audience members and you know i i liked that the re it was like they had to have been grandparents like they were that old so i really oh, liked wow. that uh they they had yeah. all different ages and they just looked like they were just enjoying themselves and i was like they're you know what vibing. they were they were just vibing and i was like you know what i that that right there that that's that's what you want to see you want to see the old couple still in love still having a good time vibing to Maroon 5. So that made me a little bit happy right there, just seeing those two. So I, <laughs> I was glad about that. In. But uh, yeah, it's, again, there's a lot that can be appreciated, but the fact that this is just not in a great spot is going to inevitably placate the rest of the show because of just how disjointed this will end up making this all feel. 
And the fact that it goes from this song into Big Boy's performance is really going to change some stuff up. Can you feel that PA? Yes, let's go. so moving on to big boy i mean we have kryptonite and the way you move kind of pushed together and to me just right off the bat gave me vibes of uh, p diddy and is it p dat is it i think diddy or puff daddy it's p diddy it is p diddy yeah all right no let me go back hold on let me go gave me flashbacks of the janet jackson performance with uh nelly and when he rolls up in that clown car, I, I think it, was, it was yeah, Nelly's clown car. Yeah, between that and the fur jacket, which we saw uh, P Diddy have, uh, to me that this was like an homage. I don't know if it was intentional, but it was kind of an homage to such a such a weird moment. moment. And so, I, I like that um, terrible transition from yes. uh, that. I just want to put that out there that. Even though his introduction was, it made me chuckle a little bit. It was just a terrible transition from a super slow, heartfelt song into just a rap. Like, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, I don't know this song, but I thought he was a talented rapper. But I felt like it just, it was just him standing up on the stage rapping. Yeah. There was no, like, interesting things that happened. Uh, I did like The Way You Move. I, I thought that it was, a good cover, uh, but it was boring to watch. So Did, uh, I mean, that's all I really have. Are you by any chance an outcast head? I'm not an outcast head, but I do know that they are from Atlanta. So that was a nice little, I okay. understand why they did that song. And I, I thought it was better than kryptonite. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't call myself a full on outcast head. I would more You're say more I'm of a, an outcast head than me. I do know. Yeah. That. I'm a bit of a minor outcast head. I actually just, uh, like recently within the past two weeks or so like re-listen to all their albums again um not necessarily to prepare for this show that was more out of coincidence but yeah uh big boy is definitely the more sellout e of him and andre <laughs> 3000 and honestly outcast even though i i know i just said everything about there shouldn't be rap in the halftime show i do feel like outcast could have made a fantastic uh, could have made a fantastic show, but yeah, his clown car, his limo, again the throwback Is to Nelly. Big boy, a part of Outcast. Yeah, Big Boy's the other half of Outcast. Dude, I'm such a moron. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I had no idea. I like some of Big Boy's songs, but okay. I always want. I thought he was like underground, not underground, but I thought he wasn't that popular. So that's why I was like, huh, I wonder why they chose him. But yeah, that's oh my gosh, I'm such. No, that's fine. Uh, I mean, you just said you're not, you, you just said you're not an outcast head, so it's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Anyways, that's brutal. Look, as I was saying even earlier, like Travis Scott, he kept getting muted, but Big Boy, you know, he just put the microphone away. He just didn't say the words that needed to be said, and it was much more enjoyable to watch. Um, I also really liked the ATLians jackets that they had on. That was a nice little callback to their album. Uh, even though it was a red jacket and it wasn't a green jacket, but still pretty nice stuff. And uh, I hated that Adam Levine showed up again. It really, uh, really <laughs> killed the vibe a little bit. Um, without a doubt, though, again, as we were saying, Big Boy showing up in his car was definitely the LOL funniest moment of the show, uh, without a doubt. And the driver specifically, he really, really looked like he was taking his job serious. He was as stone-faced and serious as possible, which is exactly what you want to see out of a driver for one of these Super Bowl transitions that uh, they're trying to do in this situation. Because Nelly was like having fun with it, but this driver was just like, no, this is an actual thing I want to do. So (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny too. Passionate Uh, about it. So yeah, without a doubt. I do agree, though, this wasn't a great transition. 
I like the song, The Way You Move, but it just, I don't know. It, it was tolerable. It didn't excite me like I feel like it should have. It's like a big boy with an outcast song that he's rapping. Like it probably should be the one out of all these songs that I get the most hype for, but I just wasn't very hype overall. I just was kind of like, you know what? I'm glad that this is something that at least the song I know and like really well. So that was kind of my feeling during this song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Boring to watch. That's all I can really say. I, I'm still in shock that Big Boy is a part of Outcast. I feel like a fool. It's but, fine. You just admitted you're not an Outcast head, so I yeah. get it. I get it. All right. Well, moving on to Sugar. Uh, this is definitely one of my like, top three, for sure. This is in my top three. I love this song. Sounded great. Definitely lacked some visuals. And that's honestly like, I don't really have any too many critiques of this song just because I feel like it wasn't long enough to necessarily warrant critiques as well as there's nothing that really stuck out to me on a good or bad level. It was very middle of the road, mediocre in a sense, it's not going to make anybody upset. Uh, I only wrote down all the moms love this. Adam Levine is now sleeveless. This is lame. Uh, yeah. As you were saying, this middle-aged heartthrob Adam Levine <laughs> progressively takes more and more clothes off. Uh, as you said, this is in your top three. What is your top three for your favorite Maroon 5 songs? Oh, that's actually really hard. You said Sugar. Um, I'd say that Sugar is probably in there. That one's a banger. Definitely, what one did is I this say love earlier? also? Definitely, this love. And then I think I'm gonna go with moves like Jagger. There we go to the final song, Moves Like yeah. Jagger. First of all, speaking of sick transitions, this was like in between these two songs, we go from such a terrible transition from uh, uh, over to Big Boy. And then coming back, we just have Sugar into Moves Like Jagger. It just, I was like, whoa, like that was awesome. Because I'm a sucker for good transitions. But I didn't like it when middle-aged heartthrob Adam Levine took off his shirt. It just, to me, that really just showed that they were not in tune with their audience. Uh, guess how many complaints the FCC got because of it? How many? 55. Wow. That's it? <laughs> That's it. Huh. Well, anyway. Anyways, I just, just wanted to, to bring me, that up because he was shirtless. Yeah, I know that this is definitely a mom rock band. And so, like, I get it. But... To me, you're also trying to appeal to football fans. And if I had to guess, most football fans aren't really going to care when a guy takes off his shirt. They're not really going to be into that. Um, but I, that maybe that's just me. But I don't know. I almost feel like <laughs> in <laughs> retaliation for this move specifically is the reason why J-Lo and Shakira were selected and did what they did. And you know what? If that is absolutely if true. If that's the price I have to pay. I am completely fine with it. I will it. pay it. Look, women, any female listeners out there, be honest. Do you find that attractive? Because if that's the case, I guess that would be You better be get why. tatted, Sam. I, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm too big of a baby. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, look, do you really find that attractive? Because I don't understand why, and I guess I never will. Uh, maybe I guess there would be weirdos out there that don't find that attractive. And I guess that would have to be my audience, I guess. That's, 
Look, on to the actual song, though. I do remember uh, him with his shirt off was a big meme, and I specifically remember you had Danny DeVito's head on his body as what a lot of the memes were. So in terms of our It's Always Sunny cast, I guess Adam Levine is our Frank Reynolds. Is he? (laughs) Or maybe. Or we just get. No, no, no. I think it's just Adam Levine. Bruno Mars was him? Did, oh well yeah yeah because of his shortness <laughs> but what if we could just get adam levine's body and then just do danny devito's head can we still just make that work yeah well i'm sure bruno mars would like that yeah probably um because adam levine is not short um look i hated his I, screeches that he had also i didn't like how he was like doing that thing with the lyrics where he that he was changing the tempo of how he delivered them that sounds like what i do in the car yeah. as a joke yeah i'm like like before the line comes, I say something really fast or like right after it all. Like yes. Yeah. And you do it as a goof because it's just like, oh, how hilarious would this be if I was a performer and I did this live? But then you do it live and then it's like, oh, wait, it's actually not that funny. It's pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a moron. Look, I was just glad that this was over because I didn't appreciate almost any of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I, I mean, honestly, that's fair. Yeah. And to be honest, unless you have anything more to say, I'm ready to just be done with this episode. That's it. overall just lack of showmanship. The song choices were good by themselves, but I feel like the order left something to be desired. Had they shifted around some of the things, I think it would have been better. Um, I felt like the energy was there for the last two songs. And even though they weren't like, again, still lacked that showmanship, but the energy, like it seemed more like they were having fun up there, or at least Adam Levine. And then, I mean, like we kind of just echoed, Travis Scott was just forced. Yeah. I, I think he would have done better in a different show or not at all. And I don't really have any beef with it, Travis Scott. I just didn't like his performance. I, yeah, I agree with um, a lot of what you're saying. If it was shuffled around, it definitely could have been a better show in terms of the song choice, they should have just cut out Travis Scott's part in general. Um, I also have nothing against him, but I just don't think he should be a man who needs no introduction because he's been around for a few years. That that seemed a little bit like that's a bit too much. Uh, they should have had no SpongeBob part too. And I'm a big SpongeBob head, and that they just should not have had that if they were going to go the route they went with. Just don't even show anything. That's way better than the tease that they ended up doing, which was insulting frankly and (laughs) i'll be honest i'm gonna put this all the way down at the bottom at number 19 of 19 and give it two thumbs down because wow you can say whatever you want about how boring the who and the rolling stones and the other dad rocks are at the very least i was not insulted during any of their performances And I felt like they also sounded better with some of their songs than Maroon 5 sounded with their songs. So as of right now, maybe that'll change in two episodes when we do best and worst. But right now, they're all the way at the bottom, two thumbs down, worst halftime show. Wow. Um, Yeah, I'm not putting them down there. I'm putting them like, I don't know what. I'm probably going to say it's above like my highest dad rock, not including Bruce Springsteen. I think I'm probably going to put it around what? Like, I, I believe that I have like. Probably Paul McCartney, McCartney? if I had to yeah. guess. Was yeah, your probably. Highest. I'm going to put it right above McCartney. So. All right. I, and I mean, Dis- it's, it's. It disappointed fu- me. It disappointed me. It's fine if that's where you have it, but I just want to really quickly say you're forgetting how great his second half was when he pulled out uh what's it called live and let die and um hey jude you're you're forgetting you're forgetting how good that second half was so but again we'll figure all that out of what's going to be i don't know but sugar and moves like jagger were okay yeah i mean if you if you thought they were good i i was just done (laughs) at that point yeah i don't (laughs) know dan As we do at the end of these shows, we always have an MVP, much like the Super Bowl does. So who's your Super Bowl halftime MVP? This was difficult for me. Was it difficult for you? So, like, the easy answer here is Adam Levine. But nobody wants to give it to him because he doesn't deserve it. He sucked in the very beginning. No offense, Adam Levine. Um, 
I think I'm going to go with the pyrotechnics guy because those fire blasts were sick. Okay, that's uh, that's respectable. I was considering doing that, but I think I did that for two other shows or one other show. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Big Boy's Driver um, because <laughs> he gave me the laugh that I really needed and that small little boost of energy that just put a smile on my face. I was even considering giving the old couple – the halftime MVP. That's how much you hated this show. <laughs> that's yeah. That's how like little I wanted to give any credit to anyone, but I'll give it to Big Boy's Driver because he he had the good unintentional comedy of just being stone faced and serious during this <laughs> stupid, awful performance. So I give him credit to that. That's so, fair. Yeah. All right. Well. I think that about does it for us. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you stuck with us this long, um, this was definitely an episode that I would like to say that we enjoyed watching, but we definitely just enjoyed ripping on it yeah, more, more than anything else. But that being said, um, tune in next week. We're going to be reviewing the 2020 halftime show, which is probably one of my favorites yes. and and for the reason that everybody thinks, um, the reason I've been looking forward to this one is because it was down in th- in the 305, aka Pitbull's Arena, yet the man did not make an ounce of clout off of it because they just uh, – I will next- I will say also, because uh, we've had this idea for this podcast since like around January-ish, like after I graduated and I was just bored out of my mind – uh and then i was like we should do this idea and then you agreed to it and then we like we both separately in different locations saw this halftime show and then i texted you immediately after and i was like i can't wait to talk about this we just have to wait 20 weeks yeah this has been a long time in the making honestly it's this and i think the black eyed peas were are probably our top two most anticipated to talk about for sure i have a good feeling about uh next week's show yep all right well with that being said thank you guys so much for listening you know what's coming up next week so i don't even have to ask you sam it's j-lo and shakira yep tearing it up out there but um thank you guys so much for listening have a great rest of your day